Hi, I'm David. I'm Doug. And we are Beyond Hungry. What are we talking about today, David? In this episode, we talk about navigating the new world of takeout food and to-go cocktails, our approach and our grocery shopping habits and how they have changed, and our take on takeout sushi. Check it out. Can I, can I ask you, uh, David, when, when was the last time you were at a restaurant? Like a, like a sit down, you know, kind of dining kind of place. I think it might have been with you at yeah. uh, Royal Mile. Oh, God, you're right. That was that was it. Was that was that like early March? Was that was that? I think late February, late February. Oh, my God. That, that seems so long ago now. Yeah, uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, Royal Mile is a is a spot in downtown Des Moines in the Court Avenue district, and uh, they are a you know sort of British pub style restaurant that serves beer, traditional ish English fare, um, and some you know, and, and they've got the what's the, what's the space up top that they have the the Red, Red Monk, Monk. yeah, yes. and they they have different kinds of beers up there, and I think they focus more. I think that's where like more Belgian. It's like a two different worlds. Yeah. Like they have more Belgian beers up there, like Belgian beer fest is up there. Yeah. But that's not the last time you were you you've had restaurant food, right? No, no, no. it's not the last okay. time I had restaurant food. And there's yeah. there's definitely uh, <laughs> places I've ordered online or called them because, yeah. you know, it turns out that it's better to call the restaurant directly than than some of the apps just because mm-hmm. the apps have like fees. And yeah, I mean, the restaurants can barely make it. Even mm-hmm. now with like less customers and then not the pay fees on top of that, which I, I mean, I get that having a service costs to a certain extent, but sometimes some of those fees are outrageous. How yeah. about you? Like, are you still ordering from here and there? I, you know, I, I, we've been like you. I think we've tried to resist the urge to do to do delivery unless it's unless the restaurant itself has a delivery service that they they themselves you know, that's part of their business model. Um, but we've been trying to, to ignore the grub hubs, the door dashes, uh, and places like that. Um, because yeah, once again, like those fees, you know, we've, we've, I think even before the pandemic happened, we were kind of hearing about how difficult it was to use those services and to have giant chunks of your, you know, of your, your income get taken away by them. Uh, and how like dangerous that was for some restaurants and how like unsustainable it was. And, now it kind of seems like not only are these restaurants at the mercy of the pandemic, but they're also at the mercy of these delivery places. And so whenever we can, we try to do takeout. We, we try to pick it up uh, uh, or, or, you know, once again, I think everyone's been trying to stay in or maybe not everyone, but I, at least we're trying to stay in more. We're trying to cook more and, and just be more prepared for that. So we don't have to lean in that. But like, man, sometimes, sometimes you just, I love cooking, but like once a week, maybe I'm just like, I, I either don't want to cook or I am just like out of ideas. I don't know what I want to do. And I just want it to be done. You're way better than me. I, I think like, I'm like super busy with like work or taking some like online classes and, and even like, I'm like on this book club where like, there's been like, there's been weeks where I'm like, I do not want to cook at all. 
And it's just like, it is going to be yeah. a leftovers. It is going to be a three ingredient yeah. with some spices recipes or <laughs> we're going to get. Those are good recipes. Those great. are good recipes. There's nothing wrong with so those. I'm like, oh my God, my Instagram <laughs> posts are like taking a hit now. I mean, not that I have a lot of followers, nah. but like mm-hmm. for lunch, um, our neighbor brought us, brought us some food just for Megan and I, and mm-hmm. I got still a little hungry. So like I literally made tacos with just avocado slices. And that's what I grew up eating. And it was yeah. amazing. But yeah. I've never heard of that before. I mean, it makes sense. But like, I, I guess I never heard about uh, people. Yeah, you just put some sliced avocado, a little just, bit of salt, a, and then yeah. warm up a tortilla and, you know, eat it that way. Or the other one is that my mom would make for me I'm, um, just for like a snack was you get a tortilla, smother some sour cream, put a little bit of salt, and then just roll mm-hmm. it up and eat it. But, but yeah, sometimes we order takeout and we're like, Let's order enough food for like two to three days and we just portion it. Yeah, you've been doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess what I'm curious about, I want to, I kind of want to dig into like what the decision matrix is. Like what are the the factors that you consider? Because I, I, there's like a, a kind of like a kind of calculation that goes in in my head and in my stomach about like whether I'm going to cook something at home or like order something for takeout or, or last resort or order something for delivery. Like what? What do you feel like are the things that you're kind of balancing and weighing there and making that decision? These um, days? I think the decision, if it's like a super busy day and like I don't have like the, like the, not say like the willpower, like like just like the brain power to like, okay, this is going to be 45 minutes. It might take a little longer of just like, I, I can't really focus. So then I like look in the fridge. Do I have the ingredients to make something fast? Look in the freezer. Do I have something mm-hmm. I can like throw that? Do I really want that? And then... And we're talking about dinner yeah, here, dinner. right? You're you're deciding on it. Okay, so what time is it when when this is going through your? Head? This is like going like around like six thirty because usually at five thirty my dog okay. is like ready to go out and oh. okay. So like thinking about that, and I was like, okay, maybe a little snack, go, and mm-hmm. then trying to figure out that decision. And then usually, well, we have a budget yeah. for for eating out, and right. if it's more towards the weekend, that's when we're like we know like Friday, you have the entire week you've been drained. Last thing you want to do is cook. So it's like right. Fridays or Friday nights are more likely that we're going to order takeout. How about you? Yeah. What's, how is your decision process? I'm, I'm curious if this would work for you. But like when I'm deciding whether I'm going to do takeout for dinner or whether they're going to cook something. It's maybe between like 10 a.m. <laughs> and, and 2 p.m. <laughs> I'm thinking ahead. I'm like strategizing. I'm coming up with a plan <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out like and that's what I'm down to now. So. You know, when you're opening your fridge, I've been doing that. Yeah, I, I do that at like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Uh, sometimes like when I'm like making lunch, if I'm, if, if I'm at home uh, and I'm and when I'm making lunch, I'm like, well, if I eat this now, like I don't want to eat the same thing for dinner. So like what can I do mm-hmm. for dinner or while I'm making lunch, there's something I can prep while I'm making lunch that I can use later for dinner or something like that. Friday nights or Saturday morning, I would sit down at my dining room table and pull out recipes and just like ideate and I have like a notepad with like Monday through Friday, mm. breakfast, lunch, dinner, and like all the ingredients, all the things that are like leftovers and everything like working together with ingredients and that, all that planned out, which will turn into my grocery list. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to gro- the grocery store on Saturday or Sunday, I have my list. That kind of gets thrown away when like you get like people <laughs> sending you food Right. And all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I have bun set, you know, leftover for right. three, four days. 
I like having pork belly. I've made so many different versions of tacos. And so like sometimes that planning gets, gets thrown out of the way where, but yeah, uh, I need to get back to that routine of like planning it out. And yeah. I think even just waking up a little bit early and planning my mentality of like, okay, maybe I can prep something mm-hmm. before, like after I get ready, like just start cutting or something like that. So, yeah, no, I mean, man, like the same thing happens to me. Like if, if I do end up, if someone does give me some food or, or we do end up taking, you know, ordering takeout uh, or, or getting something delivered. And, you know, I, I think like you, like we're always thinking like, you know, we might as well make this trip worth it. We might as well make this order worth it. So like, yes, let's order enough for a couple of days. And then, yeah, that that throws, you know, my plan out the window if I've been kind of planning ahead. I think the the area where where you and I differ is maybe that like I feel like I'm like kind of cooking for the weekend in a sense that like the weekends are like my time that where I really get to like take my time and do something big. And so like yeah. I'll cook quick stuff during the, the middle of the week, but like I'm kind of excited, like a little bit excited uh, for Saturday morning, sometimes Friday night, depending on how well prepared I am. Uh, and so like, I think oftentimes the times we end up getting takeout are like, in the in the middle of the week during the weekdays the weeknights mm-hmm. and i'm just like that that's when i think i'm like a little bit tired and just like i don't have the mental energy mm-hmm. um sometimes i mean it, it's weird because like sometimes like the cooking process really like de-stresses me and it really it's kind of healing but i think other times it's it, it can be a little bit frustrating and it can be kind of draining i think it really all just depends on whether i'm feeling any inspiration or if i if I've seen something that has elicited just like the hunger response in me that like, ah, I want to try this thing or like, I haven't had that in a while. I want to, I want to eat that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what it gets me is like, if I, I don't know what I want to eat, it's just, I, I feel like it's, it's our version of writer's block. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. There's, but also like there's things that I want to eat and then like, and I'm like really excited for it. And then my wife is like, I don't want that. And I'm like, Oh, oh no. <laughs> But also with like Friday, I think with us, like it's, I mean, you have the whole entire week, but also we like going grocery shopping. We realized we like mm-hmm. going grocery shopping Friday, Friday evening because mm-hmm. it is empty. Really? Oh, that's nice. It is empty because everyone, you know, everyone wants to go like go either go for their walk or do whatever activity. Mm-hmm. So we realized that going grocery store, going to the grocery stores on Friday. And then they're also like sometimes they're setting up for Saturday. Right. So they're like putting stuff out there. and then like, Oh, nice. Okay. You hear that, everyone? That's the time to go. Friday evenings. But don't go because then you're getting in my way. Then I'm like, right, enjoy right, it. right. Okay, never mind. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But if you go, like, we go into like, we hit up like three, three different. Gro- like, I'm that person. I go to three grocery stores. Yeah. Um, you know, I go to like the, um, depending on like the menu or one I'm looking for. You know, like Sea Fresh, La Tapatia, mm-hmm. like the the Asian grocery store and the, the Latino grocery stores to to get the ingredients. The best cilantro is from Sea Fresh, hands down. Really? Like, okay. oh man, it's like some some of the vegetables at certain grocery stores are like this should be everywhere. Right. Yeah, I definitely feel like for grocery shopping, I've been trying to go to, you know, uh, La Tapitia as well, Mexican grocers, a lot of Sea Fresh. Sometimes some of the other Asian grocers, uh, if if it's convenient, I'll I'll try and find some places. And I think I just discovered another one, uh, like last month. I ended up coming across one that I'd never seen before, which is, I, I always feel like that's really nice. And honestly, there's so many like of those smaller, mm-hmm. I don't know, what do they call them? Ethnic grocery stores. Like 
which I don't know how I feel about that term, but like that's what we've got for right now. But like I do love exploring those places. It's at least like fun and it's entertaining and it's like and they're usually not so busy and some mm-hmm. Seafresh is pretty busy. Yeah, Seafresh, I definitely I'm amazed at just like how much cheaper the produce is and also how much better it is. You're right. Like it, it, the, the produce is better at a lot of those places and you get just like a bigger variety. I mean, I know for a lot of people, it's not it's not the same vegetables that normally go in the standard sort of like Western you know, zone of cooking, but, Mm -hmm. um, but there's some really cool stuff. So if like, if you're feeling adventurous, you know, that's where I, I get all of like my baby bok choy or I I can get like mustard leaves, like the greens, I feel like, especially the herbs, there's so much out there. And yeah, some of it's like, I don't know what some of it is. And I just like, I look it up and I I try and find recipes for it. And it's a nice way to explore. And there's Mm -hmm. still so much there for me to explore. Oh yeah. Even like with like animal products, like, you know, you can get chicken feet, gizzards, mm-hmm. liver, heart, like beef head. I was like, oh my God. I was like, telling me, like, telling, telling me, I'm like, they have, beef, they, have, they have beef head. And she's like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do with that? Who Who's <laughs> going to eat that with you? Like, <laughs> she's just imagining like some night later in the week and there's just like, that's what's on her plate. <laughs> she's trying to fend for herself there. No, she, she's, it's more of like, A, who's going to pitch in for that? Because she's like, I'm right. not here for that. <laughs> but yeah so then all like the noodles like oh man oh the noodles yeah it's it's nuts there and it's uh just so many different kinds they've got rice noodles they've got bean thread noodles they've got sweet potato noodles they've got all the different like gauges and flat and thin and and all those pieces and it's uh and then uh i, I think my one of my favorite parts is always the instant noodle aisle <laughs> yes so one of my best friends, Joe, mm-hmm. he he actually, when I moved here, like, he would take me there because I, li- I live with him. And he would take me there, and he, like, introduced me to, like, fish balls. Mm, yeah, yeah. And, like, just, like, how to make a quick meal. Like, you know, if you take instant noodles or if you make, like, your own pho or if you have, like, leftover pho, just, mm-hmm. like, buying these noodles here and, like, the fish balls and, like, the shrimp balls and, and just, like, how instantly you can make a meal just, like, yeah. convenient and... I'm um, going on Wednesdays to get the the blue crab, the live blue crab. Oh yeah. Oh man, like also the little restaurant in there. Oh, Flo, that's right. Five one five. Yeah. Fantastic. I, yeah, I don't. I actually haven't checked to see whether that's open anymore. You know, given what's going on, but um, I think they're still doing to go. I wasn't sure. Okay. I'll probably check Friday. Yeah, and I mean they also have a bakery there, and it's just like those places are such like treasures honestly like i don't know mm-hmm. what i would do without them and the thing is like it's affordable because they they play such an important role for the community right with like you know quote-unquote ethnic stores i think the main reason that they're there is for the community and like, the support mm-hmm. system and stuff like some of the halal grocery stores that that you see and you can see like they have event posters and things mm-hmm. that are like going there to to help the community and benefit them yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. Um, I, I want to get back to to like kind of restaurants a little bit here. So um, I know kind of like the calculation, like what what are the factors that are like helping you decide uh, not only whether you're going to get takeout or whether you're going to get delivery, but but which places are you going to go to? Like what what what's in that decision? That's. <laughs> So it has changed from the beginning. Yeah. Well, what was it like in the beginning? 
the beginning was like, okay, I'm really craving this place. I really want this, like this dish or so like, I'll see if they're open. You know, if they're not, then like see what other close, close to it was. And, um, and then what they're doing differently, obviously to adapt of how they're serving it and how they're doing takeout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some places were, were closed in the beginning, um, right. of course. So, so then selection and then now it's, it's a mixture of things. It's their process. Um, how safe I feel that and what precautions are taking that I consider like appropriate for me and yeah. how I feel safe, like approaching, like if I'm going to do takeout and they're like open and then like, I usually follow like Facebook food groups and they post like, you know, some people have been tested positive and they're still working. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. okay. So you're kind of like following around and, and, and just making sure there are any red flags. Cause yeah, there have been a couple of restaurants that have, uh, shut down recently uh, due to COVID that one of their employees has has tested positive and they shut the restaurant down. There have been a number of places that we've heard on social media that employees are speaking out kind of um, sort of secretly on, on social networks and other places like that, that, you know, someone has COVID at the restaurant, but the restaurant has done nothing to change anything. And yeah, I mean, I guess, like, what else are you looking for? Like, I, I know that the one thing that I look for a lot is, like, do they do dine-in? And if so, then they're, I'm going to put them lower on the list mm-hmm. of places I'm going to order from. Like, I, I love that there are a couple of restaurants that are still doing takeout only. And I know that's, like, not all restaurants are equal. Not all food is is can be done takeout as easily uh, or, or that it's profitable for them to do that. And so, obviously, some places it just works out. The math works out better for them to offer dine in. But like those places that are able to do takeout only, I definitely put them like rank them really high on my list of places that I'll order from because I just feel safer. Now I don't know to be fair. Like I, I I don't run a restaurant. I've never worked in a restaurant. And so I don't know how much risk there inherently is, but it I'm just going off of what feels safer, which is silly. I know, but like that's, that's just a, a mm-hmm. rule that I feel like makes me feel better. And and that's all I've got on it to be fair. Yeah. And I think, so the other, the last final thing that that has changed recently is sometimes, you know, I drive around and scope, like, especially like, you know, going grocery shopping on Friday, I pass a lot of mm-hmm. these restaurants and see how mm-hmm. if they're doing a lot of takeout or I ask them, I'm like, Hey, how's, how's it going? Mm-hmm. And I've, realized that I want to start, I started supporting businesses that I know have told me openly that they're struggling. Yeah. Cause there's like, there's some that are like, Oh, you know, they're, they say like, Hey, we're pretty, we're busy. And like, we're selling out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though we're only doing takeout, it's really busy. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not saying that they don't need the help, but there's restaurants who are like, literally I walked in to pick up my order and I've never been thanked so many times by the owner and like mm-hmm. asking if I needed anything else. And next time I order to let them know, like mm-hmm. literally like just being thankful. Like I even consider them. So like, that's, that's kind of made my decision of like, you know, like if I can, even if it's not a big order, if I can at least contribute something to make mm-hmm. them know that I am thinking about them. Right. I, yeah. I mean, I think about like, you know, what that means to have that kind of connection, to have someone be so appreciative. And it's like, when I think about it, like I, I, you know, the, there are tons of restaurants that are out there in this area or even further out that I would be really sad if they were Mm -hmm. no longer there. And I think 
yeah, I mean, people mourn restaurants all the time. They go out of business all the time. But uh, I feel like this is like this, like none of this is their fault. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, this situation is not what anyone, restaurant or not, was asking for. And it's just, you know, if a place doesn't seem like they're doing super well, uh, or maybe it just doesn't seem as busy. I, I want to try to give them my business because I when I want to see them again when they're through this. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else that figures into your decision on on where to eat? That's I think that's the factors. I mean that, and also if I if I order from them, I had a like lovely experience um, ordering yeah. like the Indian Grill. Was it Percy's? Percy's where yeah. you order um, online and they're pretty quick and they give mm-hmm. you. Lots of food and the food quality is fantastic. Um, and then you just, you know, they have like a thing about the door, only like maximum of three customers. They mm-hmm. blocked off. And I think Lucky Lotus does this as well, where like you go up and your food is there named or there's someone there that like is wearing gloves and mask and yeah. asks for your card. And they're very efficient. Right. Uh, they're trying to get you in and out, like, you know. Literally a sit down restaurant has turned into fast food. Right. Which I love. I mean, I can't yeah. get in a car, but it's. But also, the concept of to, how about to go cocktails or to go drinks? How do you feel oh, about this? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I think early on when when we were still seeing all the terrible news roll in, the first wave of it, um, I definitely tried a couple to go cocktails from a couple of places. And one, one I, we literally just rolled up to. It, it was a bar, it wasn't even a restaurant, and they were doing to go cocktails, but they were also selling like beer. Um, and, uh, cause I think in a lot of places, restaurants are also doing like big discounts on their liquor and their alcohol and things like that and their wine mm-hmm. and beer. And so we tried that a couple times and honestly, I, I, they were good, but I'll also, I think because I've had a lot of time, I've been trying to like learn how to mix drinks better. <laughs> and so there, there is this like stingy part of me that is, is making me just like, uh, like, you know, I can just mix a cocktail back home or I can not look up the recipe, but like there, 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 there are other cocktails that are like, I still feel like I would like to try. And uh-huh. part of the trying it is the making it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, I feel like a, at least an opportunity for me to like flex my skills, learn something new and do something like that. So to be honest, I haven't ordered one of them in a really long time. I, I think for a couple months now, what about you? Okay. So for our listeners here in Iowa, it's like became a permanent law. You know, like Illinois and, and some other states have, have allowed it. I'm not sure if it's permanent from like even when COVID's over is a thing forever. But so I like the concept. I think it's optional for people who don't have the ingredients or don't have like the tools to to do that. Mm-hmm. But for me, kind of what you said, you're like stingy. I personally, when I see the price it kind of throws me off a little bit just because it, mm-hmm. it, like some prices have not changed. Like some of them have offered like discounted like on beer and wine and stuff. But when it comes to cocktails, mm-hmm. some, some places have not changed the price. And for me, part of the price also includes the experience of the environment, the experience of the glass with like the cube see-through ice mm-hmm. uh, or the clear sphere and like, you know, the garnish and all that stuff. So for me, it's like, okay, I've made cocktails before. I'm like, I can I can live with making my own. Right. Yeah, you have a lot of experience making cocktails. You've been you've been at that game for a while now. And so 
I, I guess for you, I imagine it's more like, I, I know how to do this and I can do this. For me, it's like, I should learn how to do this. <laughs> I should figure this out. That's a nice, fun thing that I can do and I can feel good at the end of the day if I nail it. I, I will say that like occasionally, I, I think the, the couple times that it, I did order to go cocktails, I think primarily I ordered them because it was definitely like A, a drink I couldn't make and mm-hmm. B, it was a drink I couldn't make because I'm not going to spend $60 on a like very <laughs> niche liqueur that is going to sit in my bar for like the next 10 years because I use so little of it all the time. Right. Right. And that, um, I just, yeah. And that's, that's the perfect, like I want to try this, but like I don't need to buy, you know, a, a whole bottle of it to mm-hmm. use it very, very occasionally. And I, and I totally agree with that. I think with like, like for me, like if I was to look for like a specialty drink that I know that I don't have the stuff, I definitely consider, mm-hmm. consider that. The art itself, like the whole batch cocktails, it's pretty cool. Especially, yeah. like, I think what I like about it is that kind of if you want to sell, like, send like one of your friends like a good gift, like, oh, yeah, buy them a batch cocktail. It's freaking great. Like, it just like be able to, like, you're already at home. You can drink as much as you want and not have to worry about Ubering or anything. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I like the concept. And I definitely, like, for me, like, I think I tend would tend to buy people the batch cocktails myself. Right. Like, because the one thing about making drinks is making drinks for friends and family. Right. And obviously you can't do that because of COVID. So why not? Yeah. Like, hey, there's a bar down the street from you. Mm-hmm. Order it online and have them pick it up. And I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I, I just say I think the 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 other factor that I'm now starting to realize why I haven't been ordering those to go cocktails is um, kind of related to what I was talking about earlier in that I a lot of the the weeknight dinners end up being where I end up breaking down and, and getting takeout and I'm cooking during the weekend. So like, mm-hmm. and the other factor is that like, we try not to drink alcohol during the weekdays. It's, just, it's like a small concession that we're doing <laughs> to like be a little healthier. Cause for a while we were like, ah, eh, let's crack a beer whenever we want or like, let's have a cocktail with dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like, we took a, a step a little while back, I was like, okay, like maybe let's save it for the weekends. And so like when we drink, I'm cooking and not ordering out anymore. And I, like, I'm starting to now realize that that might be actually the major factor as to why I haven't done it in a while. Not that I wouldn't want to, but it's just like not lining up with my schedule anymore, which is kind of strange to think about. But yeah, I, I agree. Like I had that rule. My rule sort of slow was like, okay, I'm not going to do Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay. Yeah. And then like, okay, then it was like the whole, like the, we're not going to do during the week, which mm-hmm. I broke that. I mean, some, some days are just like, I just need, I just need a beer. Look, I'll be honest. Like I've broken that rule a couple times. <laughs> like if either of us have had a bad day and I'm just like, fuck it. Well, <laughs> let's, let's grab a drink or something like that. We'll, we'll take a beer out of the fridge and we'll, if it's been a long, 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 long day, then there are exceptions. You got to be flexible. But. Yeah, my whole thing is tequila. I just pour myself like half a shot and sip on it. And it's just yeah. like, all right. It's kind of like just a, moderation, right? Yeah. It's yeah, definitely moderation. Um, but for me, it's like because I am not, I'm not like I don't do shots. I like sipping. I like neat. You know, mm-hmm. drinking my liquor neat. That when I pour half into a glass, um, it kind of forces me to slow down. Yeah. And just like enjoy the moment. Instead mm-hmm. of like being on my phone and having my mind go like racing, that's kind of like become like my ritual. And also like tequila is good for you. 
I mean, I'm not a medical authority. I cannot confirm that, but you know, there's benefit uh, why articles not? out there. There's articles out there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the funniest thing that's happened recently about like they, there have been these articles that there's this study out there that kimchi and sauerkraut and all these fermented foods might uh, might help people ward off COVID nineteen. And like I scrolling through like social media, I saw just like one of these headlines pop up. You know, innocently enough, and like I didn't care. Like I was like, yeah, of course people are gonna say that. I shit you not. Like five minutes later, I get an email from my mom being like, you should eat more gimshi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in the beginning, they were like, if you drink alcohol, it kills like the the, the bacteria in your throat. And you know, no. Like, it's <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. No, all all this all this stuff is out there now. So so when it comes to takeout, what? Like, do you order like one entree or do you go full out? I would say for me, when I order takeout, there are a couple things to do. We've talked about how I try to order more than just like one night's meal because like mm-hmm. we might as well get leftovers. And I try to order some appetizers uh, because they're just fun. Uh, and I, I try to have a little more variety. And once again, because I'm like ordering for more than one meal, I might as well get, like get a couple extra things. Uh, I will say the thing that I have been adding on to orders that I normally would not do at most restaurants is I'm ordering dessert now. You order dessert now? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm ordering some dessert because, like, I... Because um, you deserve it. Because I deserve it. Like, that, that's, <laughs> how gonna, that's how I'm going to justify it. I deserve it. And and honestly, like, as like, I would not describe myself as someone who has a sweet tooth. But during these trying times, I feel like I am I'm a little more like I'm a salty, savory sort of person. Like, that's what I crave. Mm -hmm. I'm not the person out there like at like company birthday parties, like excited for the cake, because I I think cake in most cases is like pretty awful. Um, Every once in a while, there's a good pastry out there. But like, honestly, like I am. You're a seconds person. I am the same way. Yeah, I'm I'm a seconds person. But but lately, like I feel like everyone's dessert game has also gotten better, you know, over the last few years. You know, people are being more experimental. I think everyone finally figured out the salt trick. Like, you want to make something that's sweet taste good, add a little bit of salt to it. Mm-hmm. And like I think people have figured it out. I think if people have been playing with that boundary a little bit more, and it's been and I, I just feel like those desserts are are, are, are better than they ever used to be. Like, I, I feel like growing up also, like, dessert was, like, cake or it was brownies uh, or it was, like, fudge or something like that. And mm-hmm. to be fair, like, I've never really liked those things that much. Like, brownies are good. There's nothing wrong with them, but it's not something that I crave. But do I kind of sometimes crave, like, you know, a chocolate salted caramel, whatever. Yeah. Like that's, yes. that's something that's like really satisfying and kind of interesting to eat and has, uh, an interesting flavor profile that like, that is really, really, really satisfying. Like I think a couple weeks ago we ended up making these, um, we were, we were, um, watching the Instagram stories of the pancake princess. Uh, she's the, she's the, I think she used to be in finance and used to do like a lot of like analysis and then she started baking and now she has this blog where she like goes and finds the most popular recipes on the internet from both, you know, publications, like official publications, and then also like um like bloggers and basically bakes them all up and then sends them out to all of her friends and then they like rank them and then they like figure out like it's not even just like a these are the top, this is number one, this is number two. Mm. They sort of identify like the 
um, the kind of thing that it is. So they were doing peanut butter cookies and they were like, Hey, if you really like a chewy kind of peanut butter cookie, you know, you should go here. If you really like crispy peanut butter cookies, they like go through the different styles and tell you mm-hmm. what the different advantages of each of those recipes are. And they even also had some like no bake ones in there that were really interesting, but they had one sort of, uh, kind of outside one that was a miso peanut butter cookie. And we, we, we were just like, I've got some miso in the fridge that I need to use up. So like we made them and honestly they were so addictive. And like the best idea I ever had uh, was like, we baked those cookies and I had uh, a pint of, um, of pistachio Jenny's ice cream in the freezer. And I made myself an ice cream sandwich with that. Yes. It was so good. It was so, 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 so good. Yes. We've been eating a lot of ice cream. Um, yeah. Megan's, Megan's been making ice cream and then. That's right. Megan's making ice cream. That's, I, I'm we'll so jealous. I'm so jealous of the fact that you guys have an ice cream maker. Like I, ah, man. But yeah, like definitely I've become a little bit more of a sweets person overall, which I think is not, mm-hmm. you know, good, good for my health. Quick question that I came up. How do you feel about ordering takeout sushi? Oh, yeah. No, I, I actually did that uh, last week. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and and it's... um, Look, I, I think if you live close to it enough... Yep. And you're going to eat pretty quickly, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like, I, I look, it's, it's is it the same experience? No. Uh, but does it mean... You know, you're adding a, a little bit of time to it, obviously. I, you know, because they're packaging it generally pretty well, it's not like it's going to spoil. I don't think it's going to spoil in that time. Mm-hmm. I think you have to eat quickly. I think you, you kind of have to like, you have to be ready to go once you get back home. And so, like, you know, for instance, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't order from like a sushi place out in West Des Moines and have to drive 30 minutes back. That's true. To where I am right now, like I feel like that's a bit risky, but um, but definitely you know a place like ten minutes away, I I, I would do that. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, or even like if people's comfort levels, like if you want to order cooked yeah. sushi, like they have cooked options, obviously. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm like right across from like a sushi restaurant, so like, so we can just be like, hey, <laughs> you're an elevator yeah. ride. Yeah, I mean, I, I we've tried not to like we 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 you know made another another attempt at discipline. It was like, let's make sure we don't order from these restaurants that we live basically like just over them. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's try to like not order from them all the time because that's not going to be good for our wallets. Yeah, usually if it's like a fifteen minute away, what I do when it, like sushi or something that's going to be like that I need it to be cold, I crank the AC and I put it towards like the feet. Yeah. And I just crank it and I guess like really cold. Oh, you are, you are serious about this. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, the other thing I'd recommend, uh, don't order hot things. If you're going to order sushi, don't like, if you get the soup, like make the soup at home, like you can make your own miso soup. It's not that hard, but don't, don't put that hot miso soup in there with the rest of your order. Put them in a different bag. Yeah. Tell them to put it in a different bag at least. Yeah. Cause like you don't, you don't want that there. And, and most of them are pretty good about that. But like we ordered sushi and I was like, I don't want to make miso soup. I'll make miso soup. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, I wonder if people are ordering sushi because like, I feel like a lot of people's conception is like, Oh, it's takeout. It's not going to be the same when I get home. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it, it, it is just. Yeah. You just have to think a little bit more about it. And like, and they're, they're good. They're professionals. Just, don't order from someplace that's half an hour away. Like, 
order somewhere from somewhere that's that's close to you. And if yeah. you don't live anywhere close, well, you know, then then guess what? Like order from there and maybe get takeout and maybe don't go home. Just go to a park <laughs> that's yeah, close just by. Park, just park little, your car. Little outdoor they give you sushi. You're like, <laughs> yeah, they give you chopsticks. <laughs> Do a little park sushi. That's that that's okay. You can feed the rest of pigeons. It's I don't know. Yeah. To be fair, I've, I I don't know if that's a good thing to do. I've never done that before. I don't think I've ever eaten sushi like in a park. But um, I think I mean they they they, they don't like stuff the boxes like literally. Yeah. You can they give you like the wasabi and the ginger in a little cup, and you can yeah. put this. You can like dump that onto the side of the tray. Yeah. Put your soy sauce in there. And you just like, hold it. So, uh, David, uh, I hear we got a little bit of uh, correspondence from some of our listeners. Yes, our, this this is from listener Ruthie. Um, this is in regards of us talking about from the Great Depression recipe cooking. So she responded with, you know, we were talking about dandelion weed. So she sent me a picture of something called like gilettes, which translates to something like edible edible leaves. Um, mm. They're considered weeds here, but in Mexico they're a part of cooking. And then she also talks about the other picture, um, which I'll post on our website called Quintoniles, which is known here as pigweed, mm. as well as another one called Verdolagas, which I've I've seen my mom cook. And those are called as purslane weeds here. So mm. I've seen those when I like walked a dog and uh, in certain in certain gardens. But it's just crazy. Like she was talking about how. She just picked some over the weekend after she listened to the episode and like kind of realized that like her and her mom have been eating these and making these dishes. So it was pretty fantastic like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what we consider, you know, weeds or where other people consider like, you know, that's what they ate when in hard times, you know, and times that there that aren't really hard times that people are just growing these in the garden because it's it's a dish that they're accustomed to. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Like, I, I think I have some vague memories of, you know, we would go out to parks sometimes for walks, my mom and I, and she was always really good at identifying certain plants. So she could spot chives from like a mile away and she'd be in there with a plastic bag and a knife and she, <laughs> she'd harvest some chives every once in a while from the local park. Because I think, and I think we were trying to be careful in terms of like knowing whether they sprayed certain things or not. Because I mm-hmm. feel like that's that's a thing I'm always worried about in terms of like foraging and like within a municipal area is like who's doing the lawn care and and, and things like that. But like obviously, if it's your own yard, um, then then you know what's going on. Hopefully, at least. But yeah, no, I think you're right. Like, what is a weed? I I <laughs> versus like I I feel like it's a classification that I haven't really thought about much, but so many of those things that people sort of consider undesirable are, you know, they can, they're, they're perfectly valid as food and they can, they're tasty and they're delicious and they're nutritious. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I wonder if I just need to take a better look at what's in my backyard. Um, okay. Well, maybe not my backyard, but because I don't have one, but maybe in your backyard, (laughs) I can take a look over there. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, you know, please everyone, um, you know, if you have anything like this, if you have any thoughts or, or any knowledge that you want to share with us like that uh, or share with our listeners, please do so. Uh, and you can send all those questions or comments or, or any of those those experiences to wearebeyondhungry at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, um, if, if you prefer to reach us uh, on social media, you can do that at wearebeyondhungry, and that's on Instagram and Facebook. 
Yeah, and music is by our good friend Bo Brenton. You can follow him at Bo Brenton. That's B-E-A-U-B-R-E-N-T-O-N on Instagram and Spotify. And if you like this podcast, follow us and or subscribe and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Give us some feedback or email us, like Doug said. Thank you for listening.